Welcome to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William, featuring award-winning financial advisor and former host of the Sunday Money Show, News Talk 1010, Paul Baraka and his associate advisor, William Baraka. Creating and keeping wealth does not need to be complicated. Paul and William will cut through confusing and contradictory financial advice to give you the real facts to help you invest better and enjoy a worry-free retirement. The views and opinions expressed in this video may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Securities Corporation. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All right. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Paul. Welcome to uh, this is episode 14 of Retirement Straight Talk. Yes, and uh, welcome everyone who's either watching us on YouTube or listening to us on one of the various streaming services. Today, today's a fun day. We're going to talk again to the business owner, and uh, we do a lot of work with business owners. We're going to talk about something called the Super RSP, which is kind of a cliche name. And well, let's, let's set this up here. I mean, business owners. Business owners are unique. Super RSP yeah. meaning IPP, individual pension plan. Yeah, individual pension plan. Well, we're going to get to that. But first, I mean, business owners are, are unique people. They they tend to focus their entire lives on their business. They eat, sleep, drink their business. And they often, we call it, they work in the business, but don't work, spend enough time on the business, I mean, looking at the big picture, because there's always a, another something that's happening in the business, uh, another fire that needs to be put out. But people need to be aware. Here's things, some statistics. 65% of all bit new businesses don't last past 10 years, 65%. And here's another thing that we find is that business owners often don't do their planning. They don't do the retirement planning. Or they say, oh, the retirement plan, my business is our, my retirement plan. Well, massive, massive risk. Think about this. Let's say you put your business owner, you put your whole life into your business. You assume that's your retirement plan. And two, three, four years before you think of retirement, technology changes and it makes your service or product obsolete. Taste change. And all of a sudden, again, the demand for your product or service drops significantly. Maybe you have a key employee that that leaves or or dies or gets disabled. And all of a sudden, that business that you're depending on for your retirement, maybe it's not worth anything anymore. You've worked your whole life to build up something and all of a sudden, because things that happen, and because as I mentioned, 65% of all new businesses don't last past 10 years. Hey, this is a massive risk. So one of the things business owners need to do is plan their retirement and build what, what, what I like to call a second set of independent wealth. In other words, you have your wealth in your business and hopefully that does great, but you need to create wealth somewhere else. Now, we talked last time, or a couple of weeks ago, we talked to business owners how we compare it uh, when you're a business owner, if you want to save money, you can save it in a holding company and there's some good tax deferral there. But at the end of the day, what a business owner should be thinking about is what provides the most for savings. I'm talking about savings and investing for retirement. What provides the most after tax income for a dollar of input? 
And if you look at the numbers we discussed last time, for the great majority of situations, putting money in a registered plan like an RSP provides more after-tax income during retirement in most situations. So what we're talking about today is business owners have a unique opportunity to create what we call that super RSP or an individual pension plan. So let's talk a little bit about that. By the way, what is an individual pension plan? Well, well, we've all talked and enviously about government employees and they're able to retire early and they have this nice index pension that's bigger than almost anyone has in the private sector. Well, that is essentially an individual pension plan that's offered by the government. The individual pension plan is if you as a business owner. It can be a good rec recruiting tool as well for, for top employees. Big, big benefit you can offer. Exactly. There's some very big benefits in this. We're going to chat about them. Now, there's some disadvantages to it either. Like any strategy, you want to look at it, understand the pros and cons, and determine yeah, is it's, this It's not for everyone, right? There's some big pros, some big cons. So it depends on your specific situation, like anything. Exactly. So I talk about, again, we can't go into the details on this today because we could be here for hours. But just the, the basic advantages of it. And... Again, uh, one of the biggest advantages, you can put in a lot more money than your RSP, up to 65% more tax-deductible contributions into an individual pension plan or IPP than an RSP. Well, that's a heck of a lot of money. Huge advantage. Now, one consideration, uh, again, is that up until age 40, you can put in about the same amount to an RSP as an IPP, but at age 40 is when the IPP advantages yes. become way more noticeable than an RSP. Starting at around age, age 40 is when we can put in way more into an IPP than an RSP. Yeah. And that's why generally you want to be one of the things you look at to determine if this is applicable. Are you 40 years age or older? If you're younger than that, probably not. Now, there are obviously some... Uh, again, some caveats to that, but that's past what we're here to talk about. So let's talk about some of the other advantages that, of the IPP over the RSP. The first one is you put in way more money, way more money, tax deductible. By the way, the money is put in is paid by the company and the deduction goes to the company. By doing that, is it the tax deduction? Payroll, yeah. The tax, now you get saving some payroll tax because if you paid yourself a salary and then put that money in an RSP, you got to pay payroll tax and health tax and so forth. Well, that doesn't apply to an IPP. So a little bit of savings there. Now, the other thing it can do is if you decide to put money into a passive corporate investment account under the new tax rules introduced several years ago, that could create too much passive income in your corporation that could put at risk your small business tax rate. Wow. Because if you have too much money, in that passive investment account, it creates too much passive income under the new tax rules that could erode your small business tax deduction. Well, putting the money in the IPP, that makes that better because that's not considered passive income. Yeah, it's the IPC is considered a separate legal entity for tax purposes and your corporation. So, so that's yeah. why. Yeah. And here's another thing. This money, we talked about before how many businesses don't last. This money is completely creditor protected. Now, RSPs have some creditor protection, but not nearly as strong as IPP. Now, William, you brought something up to me uh, a, a month or so ago 
one of the areas that the RSP tax or t- creditor protection is not as good as the R- IPP. And well, the RSP, it, it does have creditor protection, but it's only against bankruptcy. So if, if you go bankrupt, then the RSP is protected uh, from bankruptcy. So it's not against any other negligence or anything else that might come up. The, the other restriction with the RSP creditor protection is it also it doesn't apply to any contributions you made in the previous 12 months before going bankrupt. So if you go bankrupt, um, any contributions you made in the last year, they are available to creditors. So the IPP does have much stronger creditor protection than, than RSPs. The IPP is is creditor protected by statute. Very, you can't get any better. The joke is that's why O.J. Simpson still has an income. He's collecting his pension, although he lost everything. Yeah, his NFL pension. And it's an NFL pension. Can't take it away. Can't take your pension away. Here's another. This is another fantastic advantage of the IPP. If you're looking at a multi-generational situation, in other words, if you think of passing your business on to one or more of your kids, when your kids have an IPP, now think about that. This could be massive tax saving. Upon you and your spouse's death, that money can roll into your kid's IPP on a tax-deferred basis. Wow. If you have a half a million bucks there, that's saving a quarter of a million dollars plus in tax on day one. An absolutely fantastic estate and tax planning tool. Again, your children have to be employed in your company and they have to have an IPP also. That's one of the situations actually will where if you're under 40 and you're, you know, one, you're the owner's child, it can still make sense to have the IPP because yeah. should something happen, you get that tax-free rollover. Absolutely fantastic. By the way, just something else, you know, just curiosity, you can actually add in the potential. After you're 71, you're retired, you're collecting your income from your IPP. There's a potential there to be able to add in more voluntary tax-deductible contributions after you're retired. You cannot do that with an RSP. Again, there's certain requirements there that are kind of beyond the scope of, of our conversation today. Well, just another point I want to mention, another big advantage of an IPP, and this goes on our prior point upon uh, about the IPP being a separate legal entity from your corporation. Yeah. yeah. So if you're thinking about selling your business, remember at least 90% of, you, of the assets in your corporation must be used for business purposes at the time of sale to qualify for the capital gains exemption. Um, so you can use an IPP to purify what they call purify um, your corporation. So you can put take a lot of money from your corporation, put it in your IPP, and then potentially use that to, to allow yourself to qualify for that lifetime capital gains exemption Excellent. when you're selling Great the point, Will. Great point. So those are some of the advantages. Now, of course, like any strategy, there's some things that, hey, these aren't as good. So the first thing, if you have an IPP, is there's no sense in looking at unless you have the cash flow. You're going to be able to put in a fair bit more money into this than an RSP, but you don't have the cash flow. It doesn't doesn't make sense. Especially, Paul, if you're setting it up for an employee, you need an ongoing commitment that you're going to be able to keep funding that. Yes. If you're planning to sell your business, let's say, I don't know, you're 50 years old and you say, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to 10 years, I'm out of here. 
and you do not have a separate court, you don't have a holding company, you do not have any corporate entity, then it probably doesn't make sense because you'd have to wind up the IPP because whomever you're selling it to, there always has to be a sponsoring company. Unless the purchaser wants to continue to sponsor the plan for you after you've sold the business, that's not likely going to happen. So again, this is where I quite honestly sit down with your advisor and so forth and say, does this make sense for my long-term plan? A couple other disadvantages, there is a bit of paperwork. This is a pension plan. It's regulated by under the pension laws. As a matter of fact, there's a, a stack of documents this thick that have to be signed. Now, you don't, the business owner doesn't have to worry about that. That's done by the actuary. So, for example, in the plans that we do, we hire an actuary and, and they take care of all that. And that, that's one of the other disadvantages, Paul. Yes. Uh, you, you spoke about the actuary. Again, because it is a pension, it does require periodic evaluations from an actuary. And of course, they don't do it for Please. free, there are costs to it. So that's just another factor to keep in mind. Yes, there's a, a setup fee. Again, in the big picture of things, it's not a big deal, but you want to be aware that there's some setup fees and there's some annual fees. And as you mentioned, every three years, they have to reevaluate the plan. So those are essentially the, the disadvantages. You know, do you have the cash flow? Are you going to keep this business either through, your, either through yourself or through children after retirement? There's a bit of paperwork, there's some fees involved, and so forth. So again, you talk, by the way, who is this good for? You talk, who isn't it, who isn't it good for? It's a, it's a good idea to look at if you're any incorporated professional or business owner, and you'd be incorporated. If you have T4 income of about 100 grand or more, as you mentioned, if you're about 40 years plus, and really, if you are planning on leaving your business, to your children who are working in the business. Wow, what an incredible, incredible potential tax and estate planning strategy. So that's that's a lot of the IPP, uh, the individual pension plan. Uh, probably a good time to wind things up. I just want to mention to all of you, if, if you like what you've heard here and you, uh, uh, you know, please go on and rate us and subscribe to our podcast. If you have any topics, by the way, that you'd like us to go over in the future, hey, just send us an email at info at westendwealth.com, info at westendwealth.com. That's also too, if you'd like to start a conversation with us, if there's anything that you heard that you thought might interest you, info at westendwealth.com. We should mention, oh, sorry, well, we should mention our next podcast in a week or so, we're going to talk about this is something that everyone should be interested The psychological biases we all have that cloud and make us make lousy decisions about investments and other things. We're going to talk about that next week. So join us. Thanks, Paul. See you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by West End Wealth Planning, an award-winning wealth planning practice catering to small and medium-sized business owners and to those looking to create a worry-free retirement for themselves and their families. To learn more, go to westendwealth.com. Don't forget to rate this podcast and subscribe to Retirement Straight Talk with Paul and William by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.